Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's time, it's time, it's time for some NFL football. The NFL season is upon us tonight, kicking off in Kansas City, home of the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, taking on the Detroit Lions in prime time. Yes, you heard that correctly. The Detroit Lions are a primetime team, and we're going to talk all about that. I am damn sure of that. This is our NFL prediction special right here on Critical Thinking. So we don't even need the opener, do we, Pat? We just really don't. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oney. You're tuned in to the (laughs) NFL special edition of Critical Thinking. It's all you really need. We have a lot to get into. So what we're going to do here is we're going to give you our biggest surprise team or surprise thing or whatever. It's wide open. Biggest disappointment. Our lock of the year. Our AFC, NFC champions and Super Bowl predictions. And of course, we're going to go division by division in the NFL. And as you can tell from our backgrounds, Packer fan, Raven fan, It's going to be an interesting year for our teams, I have a feeling. Uh, And we'll talk about it as we get into the mix. So um, I flipped the coin, and I just randomly selected how these divisions were going to shake up. Well, the NFC is going first, Pat, because the NFC won the first Super Bowl. So technically they didn't win the first Super Bowl. The NFL won the first Super Bowl, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I I got you. Yeah, they just happened to do so. And and, uh, I flipped the coin. And uh, we're going to go to the NFC West. And last year, Seattle, San Francisco were the kings of the West division. Seattle on the final day makes it over the Detroit Lions into the playoffs. So with that having been said, 
my predictions for the NFC West this year, you have not seen them yet, are as follows. San Francisco 49ers at the top spot. Seattle Seahawks go second. The Rams third. And the Arizona Cardinals on the bottom. Pat, your predictions in the West. Are going to be the San Francisco 49ers, the Los Angeles Rams, with closely followed by the Seattle Seahawks, and finishing in last, the Arizona Cardinals. And certainly least. Oh, yeah. I have a suggestion that they might be the worst team in football this year. Intentionally the worst team in football this year. Well, maybe. I mean, Kyler Murley being injured and not playing right now, that's kind of a prob, Bob. Um, yeah. Joshua Dobbs is their starting quarterback. That's that's what you need to know. Yeah. I, I, I My personal feeling with them is that they're purposely going to tank so that they can draft Caleb Williams from USC. Yeah, we'll see. So I think I think we're kind of in line there. Obviously, we have Seattle and L.A. Here's the deal with the L.A. Rams for me. I don't trust that defense right now. And I also feel like they don't have a solid enough run game. Cam Akers has been injured quite often. He, yeah. He's not a reliable start from a fantasy standpoint, but also from a standpoint of just being on the field enough to help his team. And then you got Cooper Cup, who word just came out today, I believe, or even maybe yesterday, that he is in Minnesota right now, um, getting his hamstring looked at by a specialist because I can't figure out why he keeps having the issues that he's having with his hamstring. So we don't even know if he's going to even make it to Sunday uh, to be even able to play, and that creates what two out of your three main starters on the offensive side of the ball: Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, not reliable. And that's why I think I had to go with Seattle over Los Angeles. Plus, you take a look at what they did. Jackson Smith and Jigba is your Mm -hmm. third wide receiver. Your third wide receiver. Geno Smith was a revelation last year. Can you catch that lightning in a bottle a second year? That's the question mark there for me. And then you take a look at the fact that they've got a ton of young talent. Kenneth Walker the third at running back. They've reloaded on that defensive side of the ball as well. And Pete Carroll seems to just produce enough almost every year to get them over the hump. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I just don't trust the Rams in their injury situation. I, I actually really like that analysis um, because I, I thought through this and the, and the Seahawks were almost my number two. I mean, it was very, very close. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind a of a toss-up between the two. I think if you can get Cup, right. Akers, Stafford, you can get them to stay healthy for three quarters of the season. That's a very dangerous offense. It really yeah, is. Yeah. That, that would be the number two team in the NFC West for sure at that point. And I'm not saying they're just K-Makers Cooper Cup, by the way, in the, at the skill positions. But what I am saying is that you take them away, mm-hmm. that's a problem. That's a very yep. large problem. Considering Cooper Cup is arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now too, so exactly. or one of them. All so. right. So that brings us to the NFC South. Again, you have not seen my predictions. I've seen yours only because I needed to create the graphics. <laughs> so um, my prediction for the NFC South is as follows. I've got the New Orleans Saints, Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Carolina Panthers. What say you, Mr. Padoni? Uh, I believe I said the exact same thing. I have the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Carolina Panthers. Now, I think yeah, exactly. I think for me, the three teams 
behind the Saints are kind of all toss-ups. They are. What say you? Um, I, I think they are all tossed because here's the thing. I don't know what kind of Carolina Panther team you're going to get this year. I mean, it's a fairly fresh team, new coach, all that fun jazz. So I I don't expect them to suck, but I don't yeah, expect them I mean, they've got Miles be... Sanders, right, from mm-hmm. Philly at running back, Bryce Young, yeah. obviously, at quarterback. But you also have a ton of really young quarterbacks in this division. You also right. have uh, Derek Carr coming into New Orleans with a ton of young talent at and Jimmy Graham coming back amazingly and looking uh, Alvin, pretty good Alvin in the Kamara preseason. will be back eventually as well. You know, Who? Alvin Kamara. Yeah, he'll be coming back. But even behind him, right, you've got uh, Jamal Williams there now. Yep, yep. Um, I cannot remember the rookie that they have who has looked really good in the preseason. He might be out for week one, but but they've got a pretty decent running back room. You also got Chris Olave there too. Um, one of my fantasy think... sleepers, by the way, like a early round sleeper type of, like you might get value in the third, fourth round, but that's fantasy football, neither here nor there. I think this yeah. is probably in the NFC, outside of New Orleans, is one of the greatest toss-up divisions out there. I think New Orleans could run away with this division. The, the thing that scares yeah. me about Atlanta is can Desmond Ritter be a solid enough quarterback to allow teams to not key on B. John Robinson, who looks like an absolute stud already, um, like putting the pads on absolute stud. So at running back there, Tampa Bay, at, nah, I, mean, uh, I don't, I, I don't trust. I mean, yeah, they got Baker Mayfield, but are you going to get Baker Mayfield before he left the Browns? Or are you going to get Baker Mayfield after he left the Browns is the question. Yeah, and then I also think you have to look at Carolina defensively. I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, obviously, they've got some talent there. As, as we've discussed, they've got some good wide receivers. I just don't trust them, so I'm putting them at the bottom of that division. All right, that brings us to the NFC East, and my prediction for the East is going to be the New York football giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, at number two, number three, Washington. Number four, the Dallas Cowboys, or as we like to say in Wisconsin, the Dallas Cowgirls. I I just, I think this is a very competitive division. Oh, yeah. Um, I could see literally a case for all four of them to win this division. I don't think anybody escapes this division with more than 11 to 12 wins. Yeah, I could see that. I could buy that. I like Sam Howe at quarterback, or Howell, excuse me, at quarterback. I really like Joshua Doxson at uh, wide receiver for them. I like their defense. Can they put it together? We'll see. I don't want to spoil what I have for one of my locks of the year. So I'm going to just say this, the Cowboys are a mess. This is not the, this is the reality of this team. They're an absolute mess. Um, the giants, they're loaded with some talent at wide receiver right now. They're, they've, they're, they're a very dangerous football team this year, especially if Daniel Jones can limit the interceptions and he's only getting better, by the way. So 
That's what that's why I picked them over Philly. I think Philly has subtracted too much. And that happens quite often when you get to the level that Philly has gotten over the last few years. Mm-hmm. I I just see a little regression, but not much. Like I, I think they're gonna be right there at the end. What's a uh, cer- certainly certainly a contender in the playoffs for sure. Um I so I actually went with the Philadelphia Eagles going first. Um, I went with the Dallas Cowboys second, the New York Giants third, and the Washington Comrades Communists at fourth. Oh, um, yes. Yes, you did. Yeah. So, um, I, as you can I officially still, see here, by the way, mm-hmm. I still like Philadelphia in terms of overall talent, even though I do agree. I mean, they, they lost something with, you know, getting rid of Miles Sanders and not bringing him back. Um, I still think Jalen Hurts is incredibly talented, and I think you've got he's got some uh, talent there at wide receiver with AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. Um, so I, I think I think the Eagles are still very dangerous. The question is going to be in the backfield with the running game. Um, yeah, they've got some injured players. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell can he be that bell cow back? I mean, they brought they also drafted and brought in two other players, and Gainwell was kind of the guy late in the season last year for them, right? Mm-hmm. I I struggled with the the second pick here because I almost put the Giants there. Um, yeah, that's very and enough. yeah, and and it's it's and the reason why I I chose the Cowboys here is because if Dak Prescott can stay healthy, you know, for for at least most of the season, and I mean they 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 could really put together a a winning season. I think um, I think getting rid of some of the dead weight um, in their backfield is going to be helpful for them. Um, and so we'll see. I, I do agree that they're a mess, but even sometimes those messes can prove to be yeah. a hot mess. Let's just put so, it this way. I don't trust their running back room. No, Tony not, not a superstar in any way, shape or form. No. And, but I, I'm not going to spoil much more. I'm just, just, but I, but I think, I think that. getting, I think letting Ezekiel Elliott go was smart in, in that, you know what? He wasn't putting up what he was supposed to be putting up anymore. And they had to cut some of that dead weight somewhere. And Pollard was actually outperforming mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott. So I, I, I agreed with that move. Um, you know, and then looking at the Giants, I don't trust that Saquon Barkley can stay healthy. He, he's been healthy all of maybe one season. Um, and then, you know, Daniel Jones, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I just don't know how I have a lot of trust there yet. So that's why I put them in number three. I, I think the one that's the most unproven is Washington. Could any of those three finish in any of those three spots? Absolutely. Um, yeah, even Philadelphia, I think, could finish at a different spot. It's probably... I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say most, this. In the NFC, this is the toughest of toughest the division. division. Yeah. In the NFC. Mm-hmm. Now, that means we get to go to the division featuring my Green Bay Packers last. In the NFC... And my predicted order of finish is the Detroit Lions at one, Minnesota Vikings at two, the Green Bay Packers three, and because the Bears still suck, they finish dead last in the division, even with the superstar of all superstars, Mr. Justin Fields, in the mix. Did you you put the Bears last because it's the Bears, though? No. Because I could totally see you doing that. No, I do not trust that defense as far as I can throw them. That that's that's the reality of that. 
That, that defense is hot garbage. Just is. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you I, there. But. I also have this question. Do we see the Justin Fields of the last, what, five, six games of the season? Or are we going to see the Justin Fields of early? Are we going to see the offense progress or regress? They've got some, right? They got DJ Moore. They got Darnell Mooney. They've done some things in the backfield that, you know, Khalil Herbert is a decent running back. But again, is he going to really? Yeah. I just don't trust this team. Pat, what do you say is your order of finish? I have the Minnesota Vikings at number one. I have the Chicago Bears at number two. I have the Detroit Lions at number three. And I have your Green Bay Packers at number four. Look, I, I here, think. Come here. Come here. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> right, uh, I'm sorry. Look, look, look if, if I were rooting for a team in that division, it is Green Bay. Don't get me wrong. Okay. However, I look at Minnesota. I, I think, you know, they have probably the most veteran talent at the moment um, that, that they're bringing back. And, and, of course, you got Justin Jefferson, who probably is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. I mean, he was number one in, in the fantasy draft. Did you get him or something? No. Um, Kirk Cousins? Yes. <laughs> No, I have not got Kirk Cousins. I'm just saying Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. That is always going to be their Achilles heel. You're never going to know what kind of Kirk Cousins you're going to get from day to day. No. In fact, like if you look at the last three or four years, how he plays at home against Green Bay and how he plays on the road, are it's polar opposite. It's like, what the hell is yeah. going on? I, um, I don't know. But here, here's the thing, though. I, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I think they barely won the division. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't think they're as good of a team as they were last year, where they only lost what two or three games in total, and, and then, then they go just, into the playoffs and choke. Because that's what the Vikings um, do. Because that that is the most Viking thing to do, by the way, is to is to have a great season and then go in the playoffs and choke. Mm-hmm. That's also the nineties want their playoff choke jobs back. Yeah. Go fifteen but, I mean, and that, one and just get your ass handed to you in the divisional round. That seems to be the the NFC North theme, though. Is like they'll they'll do something, they'll make the playoffs, and then they choke. So, mm. just my 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 two cents. But anyway, um, the Bears. I think the offense is is going to be wholly different, and so I could see the Bears at least not sucking like they've been. Do I think that they're going to be some great team? No, I just don't think they're going to suck like they've late they have. I think the same thing about the Detroit Lions. In fact, I could even see them winning tonight's game against Kansas City at home and winning that game and then like losing like the next five because that's the most Lions thing to do ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, last, I, I, the only reason I put Green Bay in last, I don't trust Jordan Love. You haven't seen Jordan Love. That's part of the problem. Well, not enough. We've he's played a few games, but not enough. Um, I don't I don't know that I trust him in at QB yet. Um, you've got some talent at wide receiver, so yeah, you could finish at a better spot than last. Absolutely. Um, you also have uh, who's your who's your main running back? Uh, got two. Can't remember his name. Well, yeah, you have AJ Dillon and then Aaron Jones. The other one. Huh. Aaron Jones. 
Aaron Jones. Okay, I could could I could remember his name for whatever reason. Yeah. We got two thousand um, yard running backs. That's what that's what we have in that backfield. Yeah. So, so you so you've got a good backfield. So yeah. Depending on what kind of offense shows up for you guys this year, yeah, I don't think you finished last, but I, right now I think it's unproven. Yeah, and that, and that's the reason why I put us behind the Vikings and in the Lions is number one, the Lions have arguably the most overall talent on that field. Uh, they also have one of the best up and coming coaches in Aaron Glenn. Um, I think he's an absolutely fantastic defensive coordinator. Um, I I don't know how much I trust Dan. I mean, I think Dan Campbell's a great culture coach. Okay, that's what I you don't. need with a young team, though, right? Mm-hmm. So I just as you transition I, away from college to the NFL, you've got mm-hmm. that that guy, and then you've got Aaron Glenn as your defensive coordinator, who has done mm-hmm. some really interesting things with how how they're really kind of scheming. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. The reason why I have Green Bay behind them is because they have the most unproven quarterback situation right now. But I would argue they've got the best defense in the division by far. It's oh, not even sure. close. Sure. Um, yeah. Especially if they when they get Rashawn Gary back uh, from his knee injury, which should be, I think he's available week one. I think. I'm not totally sure on that part. But uh Rashawn Gary getting back, you've got a ton of talent, a um, ton of raw talent. And, and here's the thing though. What has Green Bay realized? about the trend in the NFL and why is Detroit the trendy pick right now? Because they got young, they got fast and they got physical, physical defense, fast on the edges and young. That's what's winning in the NFL right now, right? Let's take a look at the teams that are the, are most loaded with potential, most loaded with, the thought that they might move in a direction this year, it's those teams. Green Bay has got two very dynamic, potential dynamic tight ends. They've got the speed burners in, in Romeo Dobbs and, and Christian Watson, right? They just mm-hmm. drafted the slot guy in Jaden and Jalen Reed. So I'm looking at that and going, if they put that piece together and it's, 75% of what it was with Aaron Rodgers and then you've got you've got that running back room and a much more solidified offensive line situation than you've had in the past. That's a very dangerous team. I could see any of those three. I don't trust the Bears at all. Like at all. I just don't. Because every time, this is the one thing that you realize when you've lived in Chicago as long as I have. Every time the Bears give you hope, they're going to crush you. That, that's just the reality of being a Bears fan these the, over the last two decades. Isn't and, that the reality of being a Chicago fan in general, though, of any team there? Not really. I mean, the Blackhawks had their run. The Bulls have had that oh, run in the 90s. But, yeah, lately, yeah, you're right. But mm. my point is this, right? Uh, of all the teams, I don't trust them the most. And I trust Detroit and Minnesota more than I trust that we know what we're going to get over a 17-game season from Jordan Love. And, and by the way, we might get Aaron Rodgers in his first year. Question for you. What happened in Aaron Rodgers' first year as a starting quarterback in the NFL? Did, well, I mean, they made the playoffs. They, they made the playoffs. Did. Exactly. Yeah. So if, if if Green Bay makes the playoffs in Jordan Love's first year, I mean, holy smokes. But 
I don't know that that's going to happen. And I think it would be okay if it didn't, as long as we're showing that 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 progression is there, that that young passing game with literally every player that is taking a significant snap in the pass game being either the first-year starting quarterback or a first- or second-year wide receiver tight end. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see what, and that's the reason why I have them so far down. I don't trust that yet. So I think it's going to be an interesting division. I don't think it's going to be as interesting as the East will be. Yeah. It might be a little more top-heavy than the East. I I don't know. I, I just... It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Packers and Bears this year. I really think that's going to be a telltale of how competitive that division is. But all of that notwithstanding, Mr. Padoni, it is time to go to the AFC side of things. You pick the division first. Uh, Let's start the AFC East. The AFC East. All right. So my pick in the AFC East is the Buffalo Buffalo Bills at one, Miami Dolphins two, New York Jets three, New England Patriots at four, and yours, Pat? Uh, I have the Buffalo Bills at number one. I have the New York Jets at number two. I have the Miami Dolphins at number three, and the New England Patriots at number four. All right. So your thoughts on this division? Um, I... I'm hard pressed to pick anybody over Buffalo for the sake of Buffalo has been right on the cusp of being a Super Bowl team, you know, for the last mm-hmm. few years now. I, I I think Josh Allen is probably the number two quarterback in the NFL. Um, you know, argumentably, if not, maybe the number three. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then plus you've got you know some weapons there that he can throw to. Um, you, you, you've got some weapons on the defensive side of the ball as well, though. I would say that defense is aging. Um, yeah, so it, that, that would be the one, the one downside there. Um, I, 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 I have a hard time, um, with, with that, but, uh, the New York Jets, the reason I put the number two, one, I think, first of all, people think that Aaron Rodgers sucked last year because the Packers didn't have the, the greatest of greatest seasons. Aaron Rodgers didn't suck. Um, was he the MVP level? No, but you also got to take into account he's getting up there in age two. Okay. I think he was less enthused about playing for Green Bay last year than he is about playing for New York this year. So that's going to make a difference. And then if you look at the talent around him in terms of a receiving core, um, holy crap, uh, you've got some, you've got Delvin Cook and Brees Hall in the backfield, which is a decent backfield. And then probably the best defense in, in the AFC East. I can tell you it made Aaron Rodgers look like a simpleton last year. That was one of, I, like I've said this before, that was the worst Packer game I have ever been to ever. It wasn't even close. It was awful. Yeah. So, so the, the jets are going to be number. And the only reason I'm putting them at number two, because I think they could be number one is simply just for the fact that I think Buffalo is a little younger and as, as at least, a little Equally. younger than the Jets, huh? Than the Jets? Uh, I mean, well, I was I was more referring to Josh Allen being a little younger, and oh yeah, 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 gotcha. Okay, so, that makes sense. Um, so and then uh, Miami Dolphins number three. I can't trust that Tua is going to stay healthy. 
Um, which if he doesn't stay healthy, you can't trust they have any a quarterback to stay healthy in this league. No, but but as in, for, for as injury prone as he has been in his entire NFL career, sure. I can't trust him to stay healthy. And if he's healthy, they're usually pretty good. When he's not healthy, they're meh. Yeah, they've got some talent around him, but you take him out, what do you have that can? I mean, T- Tyreek Hill is, you know, he's a great receiver, but I, I don't think he so performs as well. With J- Jaden, uh, to um, to take a look at that with uh, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I mean, they also have to- Raheem Mostert with Devon Ashney. Um, mm-hmm. at, at running back as long as Ashney gets healthy at some point in time. Right. I like their offensive line. I really do. I also personally know a player on this team. Uh, went to my former high school. Um, the highest paid fullback in the NFL, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I just, and then New York Patriots being last because, yeah, they, they've got some talent there too. Don't get me wrong. But you know how like we talked about Clemson the other day and like if you're not if you're not adapting you're dying in in football. I kind of feel like that's that's the New England Patriots mentality right now. They're not really adapting, they're just kind of dying. Um Yeah, it's it's where so. players that are value and have little life on their legs or arms kind of go to die. I mean, Ezekiel uh, Elliott? Yeah. Raheem Mostert? Uh, I mean, by the way, can we talk about the fact that, uh, the dolphins for me probably have the most underrated defense in all of football. Oh yeah. Yeah. They... I, I think, I think they're the casual fan doesn't mm-hmm. real. I know the hardcore fan knows it, but think about this. Christian Wilkins, right? Jalen Phillips, Jerome Baker, David Long, Bradley Chubb. And Oh, by the way, Andrew Van Ginkle was their starter before Bradley Chubb got in there and was playing some fantastic football. But when you got the chance to add Bradley Chubb, right, and you're Vic Fangio and you got that defense, yeehaw. Xavier Howard, do not forget that name, or Javon Holland or Brandon Jones. It's just, wow. Yeah. No, I I, I think, honestly, they could be one of the more underrated teams in, in the entire NFL, to be honest. It's just a matter of can they stay healthy. They can stay healthy. They're, they're probably a playoff team. The, the New England Patriots, though, when your best player is Mac Jones. Who? Right. Exactly. Get with your 2000s hip-hop, Pat. <laughs> Mac Jones? Who? Mac Jones? <sighs> yeah. Anywho, anywho. Um, all right, so you're getting to pick again here. Let's move forward because I think we are in agreement that it's probably Buffalo, Miami, and the Jets in the mix there um, in that division. Um, where do you want to go in the AFC? East, west, let's go. south? Let's go. let's go south. We're going south? All right, the AFC south. My predictions in the south. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans at two, Indianapolis Colts three, and the Houston Texans at four. This comes down to a few things for me, but before I get into it, you get into it, your predictions, Pat. Yeah, I've got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tennessee Titans, the Houston Texans, and the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, I got a bone to pick with you here. Why? 
Indianapolis is dead last in this division? How? They have arguably the most productive, at least most looks like an NFL quarterback of any of the rookies in terms of their production in preseason, right? Mm -hmm. And and I'm not even talking, I'm not talking stats. I'm talking about how they looked, right? Mm -hmm. You've got arguably a top three running back who, yes, is right now not in the mix, but will be at some point in time in the mix or traded, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have one of the most dynamic wide receivers in the NFL, Michael Pittman, and you've got a really interesting defense and some really young talent on this football team. In Houston, we've got a lot of problems. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um... Indianapolis has a lot of problems right now, though. Despite what you just said, they've got a lot of problems within that front office. So, and... that, so what? They're solving them. They're solving them by putting young talent on the field. And I so, get that there's the off-the-field stuff with, with Jonathan Taylor and what's going on there, right? I understand mm-hmm. that. But what what I know, having been around some of these players and, and things like that, it's a business. They understand that. In the NFL fan, in the NFL media, the sports writing media loves to glob on to that stuff. It can affect, don't get me wrong, it can affect the locker room in so much as if there's not clarity and it's happening to multiple people and they feel like as if this person is being treated unfairly. Nobody is saying Jonathan Taylor is being treated unfairly, per se. I think it's ridiculous what is going on. I think it's crazy that, hey, like we don't want to value you as, as you like to be valued, but we're going to value you like that on the trade market. I get that perception. But what happens with the NFL media versus what is going on in that locker room are two different things. The stories that you hear are manufactured soap operas, Okay. Mm-hmm. These people are grown-ass men. By and large, what happens to Jonathan Taylor and his contract unless there's absolutely a mutiny? They don't care. That's the, his contract situation. He can handle it how he wants to handle it. I'm going to go play my role because guess what's going to happen if I don't? And this is the difference between what happens in the media and the reality. That man number 53 could take man number one spot like that. 
because the amount of talent that is in in waiting in the NFL, the amount of people that are ready to step in and play if you don't want to, it's why you see people do different things to try to get an edge, right? Why they do different training things or different nutrition things or this or that, right? It's why we see a great example of this, Braylon Allen for Wisconsin. He's a, he went from 13 to 8% body fat. He still weighs about the same. Why? He started cutting out certain things out of his diet, like dairy and, and some gluten things. Why did he do that? He needed to add a little speed and, and flexibility, and that allowed him to do that. The point of the matter is this. When, when it comes to the NFL, the things that are happening on the periphery, unless you've got chaos inside the locker room, which would speak to what? It would speak to the leadership on the team, and it would speak to the leadership of the coaching staff because these people are grown adults, and this is an absolute business. When you, when you listen to people like Matt Rule, or why did why in the hell is the most successful college football coach of all time in Nick Saban, right? How in the hell was he such a failure in the NFL? It's because it's a different animal. You're dealing with different people. You're dealing. They don't need the babysitting. They don't want the babysitting. They don't need the hand-holding, rah, 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 crap. It's a self-motivating environment. And I, I just think that the NFL fan needs to realize that. What you watch on ESPN, what you hear on your local sports radio about uh, this contract situation and that, that's all fine and dandy. That is all fine and dandy, but the vast majority of people are not, inside that locker room are not paying attention. They don't care because they can't afford to care, literally and figuratively. And that's the reality. So, I mean, that's the difference, I think, between you and me and, and how we're analyzing this is because you do have that inside track, whereas I don't. Mm -hmm. you, you've, mm -hmm. been in, you've been in those situations where I haven't. It's not that I've I'm, been I'm, in the I'm situation. It's that I know the people who are in those situations, mm. having grown up in that area, sure, having sure. experienced it in a way that most NFL fans can't. Which, which makes for a completely fair analysis here. I'm looking at this based upon stories I'm hearing. Yeah, and, and that's always and I, fair. Yeah, and, and so like like with with Houston, I'm not saying they're going to have a great season by any means. I think they might have a better season than last year. So let, I, let, me, I, let me ask you this from mm -hmm. this perspective because I think this will be interesting. You you talked about the the front office situations. Which front office do you feel like has a bigger mess? I don't see. That's the thing. I don't know anymore because I look at what what Houston did in the draft. They made some smart decisions in that draft. Yeah, and so, so did I, Indy. I, it, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just, I, I'm like, in terms of our front office, they're both kind of a mess. So I don't know. I don't know which one I trust. By the way, right I would argue that so is Jacksonville and so is Tennessee. I think this is an absolute garbage division overall. It is a garbage. But, it is the most garbage division in football right now. I think honest. one of the biggest potential laden teams, especially if Jonathan Taylor comes back is Indianapolis. It absolutely is because oh, they have got so much other talent and, and that defense can be really good. And that could put them at the top of that division. That's not saying much though, considering how garbage that division is. Exactly. I think Jacksonville runs away with this division. They've got the talent the, and, and trajectory at quarterback um, I think one of the most underrated names at quarterback is um, oh Sunshine God. Trevor Lawrence. Yes, Trevor Lawrence, Sunshine. <laughs> I can't. You can't unsee it when you see it, right? 
You just right. can't. You can't. Uh, but but he 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 had one of the best years at quarterback last year. He really did. He, he was and in my mind the most. It's because player. of the place that he plays. And and by the way, the the front office there has not exactly been stellar in, in no. their decision making over the last five years. But they're getting better. They're putting these players in position. Travis Etienne, um, and and that two man backfield that they've got going on. And there's some interesting talent on that team. They also made some good decisions in terms of getting Doug Peterson in there to be the head coach. Right. I think Doug Peterson is going to turn that around. So, yep. And that was my point, right? Is that do you have that stability? And I think the Colts do versus the Texans. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think this is a wide open division outside of of Jacksonville. All right. Beyond that, um, because I think we spent more time than I ever thought we would on the AFC South. Garbage division. Um, let's, Let's go to the AFC North. Your AFC North. And my prediction is it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Cleveland Browns. What say you? I have a bone to pick with you because what on earth makes you think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be number one? I have the Cincinnati Bengals at one, the Baltimore Ravens at two, the Pittsburgh Steelers at three, and the Cleveland Browns at four. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so what what makes you think Pittsburgh is going to be number one? Let me ask you: outside of Justin Fields, who had a better second half of the season last year at quarterback, it, from a rookie first year, second year player perspective, I'll give you a hint: Kenny Pickett. I was going to say it was Kenny Pickett's rookie year last year. Yeah. Yeah. So he had one of the better. He got better and better and better and better to the point in I, which, by the way. He was helping me win fantasy football matchups by the end of the year. Okay, so I, look, let's I don't, put that... I don't disagree with the talent level there, right? But I'm also looking at I don't trust that Lamar Jackson stays healthy. I don't like what they have behind him at at quarterback. Um, their offensive lines just math for me, and defensively, I'm just not sure about them. I'm just not. Uh, I'm not sold on that secondary, but I could be wrong. Cincinnati for me is a team that's on the decline instead of the ascent. I think they that uh, I think we've seen, and here's why, because people know what to expect from this offense. You've got Joe Mixon who is in what year four five, right? Yeah, so he's on the decline. So there's a player on the decline. Joe Burrow is coming off of a meh season. He was just okay last year. Yes, you've got talent, obviously, like big time talent in Jamar Chase and and T. Higgins, Higgins. But I expect them to take a step backwards instead of a step forward this year. They they've had those opportunities to take that next step, and what happens to teams usually when they miss it twice? They move backwards. They don't move forward because they're resting on that that grouping that's gotten there. And now you're stuck with contracts. You're stuck with decisions that you've made, right? And, and you look at the Packers sometimes, why they might move to, they, they might have gone to the a- NFC Championship game in, you know, 2018 or 2019, right? And and why did they move backwards the next year and barely make the playoffs? Well, it's because they had to pay three players and, and then they missed on four and five, right? I think Cincinnati's defense is going to take a small step backwards. And in this division, that's a troublesome thing for me. I also trust Pittsburgh's defense, what they've brought in young talent there. 
I also think the wide receivers at Pittsburgh are super dangerous, and they've got some big time talent in that backfield too. So well, and it's it's also tough to put off someone like a Mike Tomlin team anyway. Don't get for me wrong, very long. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's. Don't get me wrong. I I could totally see them doing this. I I just I hate the Steelers. I I that is the team that I hate in the NFL. This is also by far the toughest division in the AFC, in my opinion. I think it's the toughest um, division in all of football. Period. Point blank. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um. But yeah. I I I put the Ravens at two because I'm like I I can't trust Lamar to stay healthy. I, I can't could, trust J.K. Dobbins. To st- I mean, he's coming off of right. you know that that crappy season from last year. Um. Cleveland, you know, I think, Beckham is underrated. Junior? I think Cleveland is underrated. I think I think you could flip this division on its head. You could. And be you right. really good. Because you could. you've got, for all the crap off the field and all the bad human being that Deshaun Watson Deshaun appears Watson to have been, again, mm-hmm. allegations are allegations. We have no real meh there. We don't know. I mean... Right now, the civil lawsuits are doing what they're doing. There's no, there's been no criminal charges, largely because why? How do you prove? Right? Where's the proof? Mm. Whatever. That all being said, he's a good talent at quarterback. Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in all of the NFL today. He he, he might even be the best running back in the NFL yes. right now. Exactly. He might Despite very well Austin be being number one in fantasy. But anyway. And by the way, I want to make this point also. I think this division and the AFC East, all four of these are playoff caliber teams. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like one of them, I mean, obviously you're going to have your division winners in there, but right. you you could I could see one of those divisions making like the entire division making the playoffs. Yeah, potentially. It's possible. All right. So, with that having been said, um I think Lamar Jackson has got to stay healthy. He's got to prove, show and prove this year. I think he will. I think he could rise to the potential of an MVP type season as long as he stays relatively healthy. Miss a game or two here or there, whatever. But um, if he's missing three, four weeks in a row, that's a problem. Problem. Problem in this division. Okay, so that means we've got one division left, and that would be the wonderful... AFC West. So my prediction in the AFC West is the Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Denver Broncos bringing up the rear. Some might say the horse's ass, but uh, that would be another <laughs> story for another day. <clears throat> oh, that's awesome. And that has nothing to say about Russell Wilson, who I've gotten more than a glimmer to know. Um, I find him to be a very, very grounded man. Um, and it rubs people the wrong way sometime in this culture. I will say mm-hmm. that. And I think it's interesting that uh, Sean Payton has kind of given him the stop caring about what other people think about you and play the damn game type of uh, speech this offseason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this is a dangerous scenario to underestimate Denver. But I think when you look at the overall scenario that's at play here, You've got two of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL in that division, in Pat, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. You do. That's the yeah, reality. The stats back it up. Now the question is, can the Chargers put it all together? Can Austin Eckler stay healthy? For the love of my fantasy football team, please. Please do, yeah. Austin. Please the, do. Line two, please. Thank um, you. <laughs> I, I, 
I just don't trust the Raiders, but I think Denver's got more to prove. So as I sit here in the preseason, do I think Denver's better at the end of the season than than they might look like now? Yes. But again, that has to do with young talent and and how Russell Wilson gels with it and how Sean Payton and Russell Wilson get along and w- whatever that scenario is, it'll be interesting. Um, but I really, I really like what Kansas City brings to the table. I think Sky Moore is an absolutely underrated uh, wide receiver for them. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, as a Packer fan, it was sad to watch him go, but you know, money being money and, and that wide receiver room, it was time to move. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think they're, they're the clear AFC front runner right now, having just obviously won the Super Bowl, but I think they've actually been able to get themselves better this offseason. So it'll be interesting. Like they're not a team that's really been resting on their laurels, right? Like they, they've actually transitioned from like older talent to younger talent. And, and they've given this year more of responsibility to players like Sky Moore and, um, some of those guys. And, uh, who's the, the rookie tight end that they drafted? Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. Oh, I don't know. I don't know who that is, but anyway, like he's going to come front and center tonight. So with that all having been said, Pat, um, <coughs> I suppose it's time to, uh, actually talk about your picks in the, uh, yeah. South yeah. or in the, mm-hmm. uh, West. That would be helpful. Wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Okay. Well, we can do that. So I have the Kansas City Chiefs at number one. I have the Denver Broncos actually at number two. I have the Chargers at three and the Raiders at four. I I, I had a hard I had a hard time with this one too, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think the Chiefs are number one because you know how again I go back to if you're not if you're not adapting, you're losing, and the Chiefs are a perfect example of how they adapt. The fact that you brought up that tight end, I don't remember what his name is, but Travis Kelsey being likely out. And yeah, he's he out. He's out. for sure out tonight. Tonight, so I think I think you're going to see a lot from from him, and I I just think the talent on that team is just unreal overall. Um, and then you know you've got probably the best coach in the NFL right now, and Andy Reid. Um, put all that you know behind Patrick Mahomes as well, who's probably the best quarterback now that Tom Brady is gone, um, in the NFL. So I I I think they run away with this division. Um, I think Denver Broncos, the reason why I put them in number two, they have a lot of talent around Russell Wilson um, at wide receiver. Uh, if Russell Wilson can stay healthy and have what we've seen him have in the past, I think it could be a very good team. Couple that with a Sean Payton coach. Um, I, I think you're going to see, I think, a wholly different team in Denver this year than you have the last few, especially last year with the, the joke that was Nathaniel Hackett. Um, so I, I, that, that's why I'm putting them at two, the chargers. The reason why they are at three is I question Austin Eckler's ability to stay healthy. Even Justin Herbert, who do does tend to miss a game or two here and there. He's overall healthy. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. I just, I have a hard time with, with putting them any higher than that. And the only reason I put the Raiders at number four what kind of season are you going to get from Jimmy G? Oh, and by the uh, way, the, the Kansas City guy I was talking about, uh, Noah Gray. But he's, no, not yeah, a, Gray. he's not a rookie. He's a second or third year. Second, um, okay. I thought he was Duke. a rookie. Okay. But, yeah. Not a rookie. But 
I, I just, I don't, I don't know what you're going to get out of Jimmy G in, in, in Las Vegas. I, I, you know, I mean, yeah, you've got, yeah. What's his face from that was in green Bay. I can't, uh, what's, why can't I, Devonte Adams? Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I mean, I, I don't trust Josh McDaniels either in terms of being a head coach. I think he's a good offensive coordinator, but in terms of, because this is the second stint as a head coach that I am aware of because he coached Denver for a while mm-hmm. and got creamed. I, 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 I don't, I don't trust him as a head coach. I don't. So I, that that's why the Raiders are last for me. No, that, that's fair. Um, yeah, I just I don't know what to expect. I again out of Denver, I just don't know what to expect. So, all right. With that all having been said, that means the division winners for us. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the playoffs play themselves out. So, here's what I want to do. Let's go and, and and talk about the playoffs a little bit. I have an NFC Championship matchup of San Francisco and Detroit. That's who I have in my in my uh, in my. NFC championship game okay. in the AFC. I've got Kansas city versus Pittsburgh. I, I just, I, I am. I'm a big believer in trending, if you will, in terms mm-hmm. of, of, of how you have to look at the game, right? It's not what you've done. It's where are you going And the, in the team for me, that seems to be trending in the, the way of being competitive is Pittsburgh. The team that's trending down is Cincinnati and also a little bit of Buffalo. The the only thing I will say about Buffalo is that they have realized that they need to get younger at certain positions and they've done it right this year at tight end with uh, Dalton Kincaid uh, coming into the mix and and some Mm -hmm. other things. But um, I I really believe that it's going to be old school Kansas city Pittsburgh matchup. Uh, That's about as old school, old school as you can get in the AFC. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see it. I could see it. Uh, and then, then you had you had San Francisco versus Detroit, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh. See, I, I, I will see you that. And uh, for for my NFC, I, I would go San Francisco. I think they're they're definitely in there. Um, Brock Purdy's my boy. Little I uh, you love. Yeah, uh, and then I think um, honestly, I'm going to go with New Orleans. Out of the NFC, it's. I think it's going to be San Francisco just for the talent that that New Orleans has. I think Derek Carr is going to thrive better in New Orleans than he ever did in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I could see it. You know, it, it, it. The other other possibility would maybe be. I think for me would be maybe Philadelphia, but we'll we'll see what happens there because I think I think the NFC East is going to just be a tough division and they're going to beat each other up. Yeah. That, that's yeah. outside of that. All right, on the, of the AFC side. AFC side, uh, I, I'm going to go. This is tough. Um, I, I think you have to go with the reigning champs in Kansas City, um, in, in being in there. Um, but I, I'm going to go um, with Buffalo this year. Kansas City uh, and, and Buffalo in the AFC well, Championship game. Yeah, simply because I, Buffalo has been right on that cusp, and I think that this finally gets them there. Um, I, I want to pick Cincinnati, but like I think you've got me convinced that they're on a downtrend. A small one. I'm not saying it's a significant. I'm saying it's a. They, they still go from make, from Super Bowl contention to like divisional round. And they still could make it. They, they could. 
They very easily could. Um, and, and honestly, the New York Jets could make it too. With the and, and the reason why I think the Jets could be this this not trendy pick, but like dangerous pick is again, well, I'm going to talk trends, but what are the trends in the NFL that work right now? Youth, mm-hmm. speed, physicality. It, the old, older players that are losing that speed and that physicality, um, the teams that keep them around too long, and that's why you're seeing the the running back position being devalued the way that it is monetarily, is that your shelf life is really short for you to be productive, and that's why the Aaron Jones AJ Dillon situation um, has been so remarkable in in Green Bay is that both of them have been very healthy for the most part, right? Um, Mm -hmm. If one's down, the other's there. And they've been very reliable, and they've done it for four or five years in a row. That's the reality of that, and it's very rare that you get that level of production out of that position. position. Um, So you look at Brees Hall. You look at what they also have. Who would they end up uh, putting behind him? Devonta Jones. Yes. Or uh, or Delvin Cook. Delvin Delvin Cook. Cook. Right, yeah. that's a nice backup, you know, thunder lightning type of a scenario. They've got great talent at wide receiver. Um, they're young and really aggressive and physical on defense. So I could see that being a trend. I just don't know that Aaron Rodgers gets you over that hump. That's that's my big question with them. So I I can see where you're going. Super Bowl though for me, Kansas City, San Francisco is my matchup in the Super Bowl. And I've got Kansas City winning it. I, I just there's that magic with Pat Mahomes that I, I just I love Brock Purdy and I would love that story, right? Mr. Irrelevant Super Bowl champ, whatever that might be. But I just feel like the Kansas City has some sort of magic when it comes to that scenario right now. Yeah. And it, it, the only way I can see Kansas City not making it is if Mahomes gets hurt yep, and is out for a while. That's, that's the only way I could see it not happening. So I, I'm going with Kansas City as well. Because um, also to your point, though, real quick, though, Pat, um, mm-hmm. Kansas City becomes a different team without him. And you they, have they to. Do. Really do. You mm-hmm. have to because you can't replicate. And this is the same problem that your Ravens have, right? Mm-hmm. You can't. Oh, replicate. yeah, they're a totally different team without Lamar. You can't replicate it. And then you've got to retool and reinvent who you actually are as a team. Uh, on one side of the ball, like that. All right. Yeah. So you're you're continue on with your Super Bowl. Kansas City versus San Francisco. Um, I on again. I think you have to go with Kansas because I I just don't think that as good as San Francisco is, they're not as good offensively. Um, I think they're underrated they, offensively. They are. But I just don't think they're as good as Kansas City though. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, but but I will say this, that deal that they just gave Nick Bosa. Damn, damn, and also deserved. So also team friendly, I, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Neither here I, nor there. He got paid and paid well, but also helping the team be able to actually do something, and and that's very rare from a superstar player these days. All right, yeah, San Francisco is so, dangerous. We've got a few other categories to get into. Three specifically. Biggest surprise for me, I've already hinted at this, is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers as a team. 
Um, I think Kenny Pickett makes a massive jump here in year two. And with all the other talent that's around him, that's going to be very dangerous. So I think they're going to be my biggest surprise team. The biggest disappointment on my end is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. I've already hinted at this because I think anything other than getting to the AFC championship game would be a disappointment. And I think this team could end up with maybe 11, maybe 12 wins at most. And that's a disappointment for the level that they've been playing at. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that's, that's an interesting one. I think the um, most disappointing team for me, I see. I've already hinted at that. I I think it's going to be Indianapolis. I really do. Um, And I mean, I, I, I hope I'm wrong because I used to really like watching them when Peyton Manning was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I always want to see that organization do well, just because I, I just, I have a lot of respect for them, but I think they will be the, one of the more disappointing ones this year, probably the most disappointing one this year. I think the mo- biggest surprise, I mean, I honestly, I think it's going to be new Orleans. Um, and, and simply, you know, going to the NFC championship game is my prediction for them. Um, you know, it new look for Derek Carr, having all that talent around him. Um, I I think, I think a lot of people are going to sleep on them in terms of an overall conference, um, versus, and and so that, that's why I'm going to go on the All right. One last category here before we head out on our NFL special edition, our preseason, not preseason, but our uh, regular season prediction extravaganza is the lock of the year. And this could be anything. This could be a team, a bet, a scenario to take place. It can be anything. But my lock of the year, Dax Prescott does not survive this year as the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. That's an absolute lock. You do not trade for Trey Lance if you believe that Dax Prescott is is an absolute answer. That that's true. That's true. That I I thought that was weird, a weird trade for them, but now that I think about it that I'm like, oh, yeah, they don't have a ton of faith in him right now, do they? Cuz um, why would you do that? Right? You cuz so like here's a great example of this, right? Here in Green Bay, we've talked a little bit about this, right? But Jordan Love, who's the backup quarterback? It's a rookie sixth rounder. Sean Clifford, if he falls flat on his face, who cares? But there's no pressure. There's no veteran name guy that has played in the NFL and produced at a decent level sitting right behind you, right? There's no pressure. Look at Dallas. You've got a guy who's needing to justify being what? The the number two overall pick in the in his draft, right? sitting behind you and you've already had all this pressure on you. Why would you bring him in? If you believe the answer is Dax Prescott and we'll just put, you know, put somebody behind him who can do the job and let it be. Fair enough. Fair enough. Your lock of the year. My lock of the year. Um, I'm going with CJ Stroud is going to be rookie of the year. Out of the Houston Texans over over Bryce Young. Yeah, I think I think uh, I would pick if I had to pick rookie of the year. I think it's gonna be Anthony Richardson. But I've already look, I've already said I, why. I, that that that's very possible. Don't get me wrong. I just 
I think in terms of overall talent, I think CJ Stroud's going to surprise some people. Yeah, I just don't. Um, I, let's just put it this way: I don't trust Houston as far as I can throw them for anybody for any time. But yeah, but if Houston does said, well, it's going to be because of CJ Stroud. Yes, yes. And with so, all of that being said, Pat, now's a great time for you to uh, wrap a bow on this program and give us your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And uh, I'm I'm going to throw a 180 on you here. Go Bengals and f the Steelers. You just, all you're doing is stealing the Packers mantra. Good lord, that's all you're doing. You intellectual property stealing bastard. With that, please be smart, be safe, be kind. Go Pack Go and f the Bears. Because that's how that really goes. It's go pack goes and F the bears. As always, Matthew 547. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.